Let's play the game. The Big Fish. We're still on fire, busting liars. But now, the Big Fib. From Rye, New York, this is the Big Fib. And now, here's your host, Deborah Goldstein? Yes, it is. Welcome to the Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the big bubbled shine of chewy truth and the soggy crusted density of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, which stands for live in-studio audience. Deborah, please pick a card. Any card. Uh, what are you doing? I'm practicing my magic act for the podcasting robots convention. I was asked to perform after the bot banquet, and I'll be dazzling the droids with my stupefying sleight of hand and astonishing illusions. So could you please help me out here and pick a card? Okay, uh, I'll pick this one. Okay, now look at that card and remember which one it is, and then put it back into the deck. I'm going to shuffle the deck a few times. Wave my hand over the deck. And behold, I'm flipping the top card over to show you that your card was the Three of Diamonds. Ta-da! No, it wasn't. Well, it should have been. I don't think that's how it works. Well, you obviously don't understand robot magic. Obviously. Maybe you can tell me about something I do understand, like how our game works. Fine. I'll try, but I'm not sure you'll get it if you can't do something as simple as telling me what your card should have been. (laughs) Give it a go anyway. Every week... We bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert. The other is a liar. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who, because no one can spot a liar better than a kid. What are we lying about today, Deborah? We are lying about bread, a food made of flour, water, and yeast or another leavening agent mixed together and baked. Lisa, you love bread, don't you? Oh, Deborah, I do love bread. But I am trying to avoid eating a lot of carbs. Oh, do, do carbs really impact robots? If we don't watch our carb intake, we really suffer from bloated central processing units. Oh, well, luckily, you don't have to consume any bread to learn about it today. I'm sure our contestant would also like to learn about bread. Lisa, tell us about our contestant today. Our human child contestant is an 11-year-old who plays the devil sticks, Avi Zilberschlag. Hi, Avi. Welcome to the show. Hi. So nice to have you. We're so excited that you're on the Big Fib. What are devil sticks? Devil sticks? So they're basically two, there are two rubber um, sticks, and you have one stick in the across those two with, like, mop-ended, and you roll it off and, like, do flips. And you do flip. You do flips. No, the the that the middle stick does the flips. Oh, I see. Yeah. So you stay in one place while <laughs> yeah. the sticks do the flipping. I mean, sometimes I gotta like wobble around, try and catch it. We call them flop and flop and flipperoos. <laughs> I've never heard that. before. That's another name for them. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Very cool. And do you do you compete against other people, or is no. this uh, your own sort of thing? I mean, yeah. like I did it on my um, school talent show once. Cool. Which was fun. Yeah. Very cool. Do you have a special costume that you wear? No. Okay. Well, we'll work on that. (laughs) Lots of sequins. That's what I recommend. Yeah. Okay. Well, we do want to know some more fun facts about you, Avi. But to get into the spirit of the game, we're going to do it Big Fib style by playing Two Truths and a Lie. Are you ready? Yes, I am. am. (laughs) Good. What are your three facts, Avi? Okay. Number one, I have been to four countries. Number two, I can name all 50 states and their capitals. 
Number three, I am the citizen of one country. Oh, wow. Whoa. 50 states and capitals. That's a lot. 20 maybe I could guess, but maybe, but 50? I don't know. What do you think, Lisa? Man, this is a real geographic heavy round, <laughs> but I am ready. <laughs> I think I heard him say at the very beginning, hello, Lisa, <laughs> which means that he's also probably British, which means that he's a citizen of two countries, and that one is a lie. The third one's a lie. Stop lying to Lisa. I see. Okay. As always, interesting logic. Avi, which one of those facts is a lie? Lisa actually got it correct. I am. Oh, uh, yeah, because you're all British. I get it. No. <laughs> I don't think so. No. I am the citizen of Israel. Wow. They say shalom. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's an Israeli accent. No. Whatever. <laughs> Our first expert is Roberta Berenger. Roberta, please introduce yourself to Avi. Hey, Avi. My name is Roberta Berenger, and um, I am a lead baker at a small handcrafted bakery. Now, some people will call that an artisanal bakery. That's the fancy talk for it. Very interesting. Thank you, Roberta. Let's meet our second expert, Matthew Amster Burton. Matthew, please introduce yourself to Avi. Hi, my name is Matthew, and I am an author of books about food and travel. And I used to work as a computer programmer and network administrator, but I decided I liked food better and especially bread. Excellent. Okay. I like those whole beat sounds. Those are my nutrient-rich sounds that tell you it's hot seat time. Love it. That's right. That's when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Avi's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first? Robert A, because she's better than Robert B. (laughs) (laughs) No, her name is Roberta. Oh, oh, well... Uh, I guess we'll count it. Okay, fine. Okay, Avi, we're going to start with Roberta. Give us your first question. Okay. What is a day in your life like? Oh, well, it depends on what day it is. Like today I have off, so I'm playing with my cats and our dog. (laughs) Uh, But normally I get up very early. It depends on what shift. Um, Like I said, I'm the lead baker, so um, I don't have to be there for everything all the time. So let's just say, uh, like what day? What day of the week? Uh, Let's say Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday, um, I get up pretty darn early. If you want to know the truth, it's 2.30 in the morning. Oh. Yeah, I know. There's a 2.30 in the morning? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there is for some of us because everyone likes it hot and fresh. And uh, so I get up at 2.30 in the morning. I am at work by three. And now that means no makeup. (laughs) Um, And then I just get started. I mean, I have all my bakers there and we go ahead. We start mixing. We start baking. We start letting everything rise. And I probably leave. It just depends if I have a company meeting or not. And that goes on uh, with my boss, usually at about two in the afternoon. That's a Wednesday. And then I go home and take a bubble bath. (laughs) Oh, how nice. Bubble baths are fatal for robots. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Don't do that. Yeah. Okay. um, Let's ask the same question to Matthew. What is a day in your life like? 
Okay, so I am a home baker, so I do not have to get up at 2.30 a.m. or anything like it, and uh, let's keep it that way. But uh, typically when I get up, I will uh, I will check my sourdough starter, whose name is Sylvia, and Sylvia needs to be fed, depending on my baking schedule, like maybe every day, or if, or if she's living in the fridge for a couple days, she can just hang out and sleep in the fridge. But uh, the uh, Sylvia, the sourdough starter, I need to scoop out a little bit of her and uh, often use that part that I scoop out to make pancakes cakes or waffles uh, and then feed her with some uh, flour and water and uh, then she will rise over the course of the day and I will uh, turn her into a dough in the evening. He's eating Sylvia? I know. What does Sylvia think about that? Sylvia, I mean, Sylvia lives to be to be turned into bread. You know, she's totally <laughs> cool and she, she never dies. So ah, Wow, she's That's immortal. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> My next question is for Roberta. Is anybody know, you know in your field of work gluten-free? Oh, yes. Actually, I have family members who are gluten-free. Um, you always want to ask because don't just assume um, that somebody can process that bread that has the gluten in it. Uh, so, yeah, I absolutely. There's lots of people in my life that um, actually love the gluten-free bread because it agrees with their system. Okay. Um, what is your favorite type of gluten-free bread? Uh, well, one of the things that I think is so great about gluten-free is that you can actually mix it. You just want to make sure there's no rye or barley in it. That's what makes it gluten-y. But I would say um, I really like a simonilla because what happens with that is that it is uh, extremely pliable. And if you wanted to make a bread that was braided, that can really be nice. My next question is for Matthew. All right. How can you tell when the dough has risen enough? Oh, that's a good question. So typically, I will put the dough into a container that is marked so I can see how much it's risen. And how much you want a dough to rise depends a lot on what kind of dough it is. So for a bread dough, I want to see it at least double in size. And so if I have a a container that has markings on the side, I can see, okay, here's where it was when I put it in, and here's where I want it to get up to. And that can take a really varying amount of time depending on what the weather is like. If it's hot, it'll rise rise faster, how much yeast or sourdough starter went into it, and what other ingredients went into the dough. Um, but you can also tell, you know, you got to touch your dough. That's, that is an incredibly important part of baking bread. Like, you need to be able to tell whether your dough is ready just by kind of feeling it and see if it pushes back against you the right amount. Uh, you have to you have to really form a relationship with the dough. Not a long term relationship though, because it's going to go into the oven and get baked within a few hours. Yeah, that's a real roller coaster of emotions. You're it like, really Brad, is. I love you, and the bread's like, yeah, I love you too. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to put you in the oven. And the bread's like, no, no, I thought we had something. And then you're like, oh, god, no, I'm going to eat you with butter. <laughs> yeah, but you know the thing, Lisa, is when the when the bread comes out of the oven, it talks. I don't know if you know this about bread. When when you have a crusty bread, a crusty loaf that is cooling on your counter it will it will sing you can hear it hissing you can hear it crackling and that goes on on for several minutes after it comes out of the oven it's one of my favorite things about baking it sounds like this i will never forgive you for what you did to me (laughs) that sounds right there's another time though when the when the bread talks uh and that is when you punch it down and that's not always a sound you want to hear 
This is this is getting when it's proving violent. <laughs> Who knew bread was so violent? Why would you do that? Well, when, after it's risen, uh, you want to make sure that in between that, you want to make sure when it's proving that you take it back down again, depending on the bread again. Uh, but you punch it down. Yes, absolutely. So there's wow. a sound there with that too. Bread does talk. What's that sound, Lisa? <laughs> hey, come on! That's all you got. Come on, hotshot! <laughs> come on! Come on! <laughs> that's what it sounds like. So communicative bread is. There's a lot of sounds out there, guys. Yeah. My next question is for Roberta. Can you revive stale bread? Oh, yes, definitely. There are a lot of different ways. Uh, One thing is, um, you mean just at home? Because we don't do that. What actually we do with our stale bread is we uh, cut it up, but we still, you know, stale it for stuffing and stuff like that. But um, if you're at home, yes, absolutely. Turn on your oven to 350. You can either... Uh, just put it in aluminum foil and and put that in about 20 minutes. Or this is something I learned from my dad, but you can actually just drop the whole thing in water very quickly and then put it in the oven. Just put it on a rack and don't put any uh, aluminum foil around it. Oh, absolutely. You can totally revive bread. You can also just fill your oven with water. <laughs> I don't think so. The whole thing, fill it with water and dough. Well, that's steam. And that's for certain kinds of bread that you uh-huh. do want steam. That's true. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> okay. Um, my next question question is for Matthew. Why is sourdough sour? Mm. Uh, Sourdough is sour because it has bacteria in it that produce acid. Ew. Kind of the same acid as vinegar. No, bacteria are great. Not all of them are great, but the ones that are in sourdough are great. Um, There are all kinds of beneficial bacteria that are found in a sourdough starter. And typically in a sourdough starter, you've got bacteria and yeast. Uh, Bacteria is bacteria and yeast is a fungus. And the yeast is producing gas. And the bacteria is producing acid and flavor. None of this sounds appetizing. I know, but it's so great. Like, (laughs) You want to know something that actually happened with my sourdough starter recently? I don't know. Uh, I learned that if you forget to feed your sourdough starter for a couple of days... First of all, it gets very sad, and the way it expresses its feelings is it doesn't just produce vinegar, it produces acetone, and another name for acetone is nail polish remover. So I I said hello to Sylvia in the morning, I opened her up and took a sniff and smelled exactly like nail polish remover because it was. Oh my God. But you know what? You just start feeding her again, and she goes back to normal. Wow, that's handy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If you love The Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak, Bean, Sparky, and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or a 10, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts. Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. 
It's time for the Shorts on Fire round when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Experts, you'll really have to rise to the occasion. Uh. Let's start with <laughs> Let's start with Matthew. Okay? You can ask your Shorts on Fire questions now. Go. Does bread go stale faster in the refrigerator or at room temperature? In the refrigerator, but I don't know why. Science. <laughs> Which soft inner part of bread is defined by the pattern and size of the holes inside the loaf? The crumb. During medieval times, bread was used as a plate and then eaten or given to the poor to eat. What was this bread plate called? A trencher. What kind of buttery roll was named after a hotel in Boston where they f- were first baked during the 1870s. Parker House Rolls. Really good. What is the secret to a good bread crust? Cooking with steam, either by putting the loaf into a, a pot inside your oven or injecting steam into your oven. Covering it with caramel. <laughs> How do you know if your yeast is blooming? Uh, you put it in some warm water and you wait and you see if it starts bubbling and fizzing. Time, Time's up, everybody. Sorry. Woo! Good ones. Okay, Lisa, please reset the timer for Roberta. Resetting the timer. Thank you. Avi, you can ask Roberta your shorts on fire questions now. Name a reason your bread might be too dense. Oh, you're probably just not kneading it long enough. Didn't go to college. (laughs) What is a female baker called? That's a bakestress. What kind of bread is grassini? Uh, That is gluten-free. What does the color of twists, ties, or tabs on bread packaging tell you? Oh, that's uh, the day of the week when the bread was baked. Name one of the four main groups of bread improvers. Uh, Fissures. What is the name of the African-American baker who invented a breadcrumb machine and a machine that could mix ingredients and knead dough better than six men? Um, I'm going to pass. How many loaves are in a baker's dozen? Uh, That'd be 13. Active, dry yeast, or instant yeast? Uh, Okay, uh, a lot of bakers talk about this. Um, Actually, I go for active, dry yeast, but make sure that you first dissolve it in milk before you use it. Who said, how can a nation be great if their bread tastes like Kleenex? Uh, Louis the 14th. That is time. That's all the time. Feels like a stalemate to me. (laughs) Okay. Oh, boo. (laughs) It's decision time. Hopefully, our contestant, Avi, has enough proof to tell us who our liar is. Avi, who is our big fibber? I think it is Matthew because... He, he could be a home baker, but Roberta, she has more thorough answers. Mm. And she did pass one question during Shorts on Fire, but, you know, that was a hard question. I like that you've thought about this very thoroughly. Let's see what is the answer now. Will the actual bread expert please identify yourself? It's me. I'm the actual bread expert. Oh my gosh, that is correct. Matthew Amster Burton is the co-host of Spilled Milk Podcast and author of four books about food and travel. Amazing. So many books. So many books. Too many, I think. (laughs) That is true. Well, time for some fact checking. Matthew, what did Roberta say that was utter nonsense? Uh, oh boy. There okay, so Grassini <laughs> is a is breadsticks. 
Uh, it's the thin, crunchy yes. breadsticks. It's not. It's not. I mean, it could be gluten free, but it's not necessarily gluten free. No. Um, I've never heard of active dry yeast being proofed in milk, although I could see that happening for certain types of breads. It's uh, a lie. I, it was yeah. <laughs> oh, no. uh, liar. But but I mean, there was some there was some incredibly quick bread thinking there. Thank you. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, well, let's ask Roberta. Please do not keep us guessing. What were your lies? Oh well, first of all, a female baker is called a bakestress. Oh yeah. Uh, that's actually it's a bakester. <laughs> bakester. Oh, mm-hmm. it, that's a female baker. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, and then one of the main four groups of bread improvers, fissures, is actually from a volcano. So I just <laughs> uh, that was from my volcanologist vocabulary. And when wow. who said who who uh, how can you make a nation great if their bread tastes like Kleenex? Um, that's Julia Child. I said Louis the Fourteenth of France, but you know that was he was from a long time ago. I don't think they had Kleenex yet. Fair point. <laughs> now they use their sleeves. And I said something weird. I don't know, Matthew. You can uh, correct me. I, I said something about Seminilla or something like that. I don't know what I. Yeah. Was oh yes, say. yes. Semolina is, is a type of wheat, so that would not be oh. gluten free bread. Oh, that was not gluten free at all. Oh, and just to just for a fun fact, I think the name of the African American baker who invented a breadcrumb machine and. And a machine that could mix ingredients and knead dough better than six men, Joseph Lee, who was inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame in 2019, by the way. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Crumb machine. He didn't want to waste bread. I'm friends with that crumb machine. <laughs> You're friends with the crumb yeah. machine? We play crumbs with friends. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, that brings us to the finish of our episode today. Thanks to our contestant, Avi fermentering us on the art of critical thinking. You're awesome, Avi. Thank you. And great thinking. You did great, great uh, processing. Yeah. Great lying. Uh, Thank thank you. you. Thank you so much to you two. Thank you to our expert and liar, Matthew and Roberta, and to Lisa, the toast of the town. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into the Big Fib, where we dough away with lies because all you need is the truth. The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit gzmshows.com. While you're there, you can send questions for me to read on Ask Lisa and find out how you can participate. And follow us on social media at the Big Fib Podcast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. Okay, now Sylvia and I are going on a date. Bye! Hi, it's me, Jess. This is a message for all the 6 Minutes podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the 6 Minutes feed called The Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago. And it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for 6 Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard 6 Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for 6 Minutes, start a season 1, episode 1, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history. Talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts.